0: All right. Welcome to the Amazing Leader Series. My name is Karen Volo and I'm your Chief Joybringer and I am here to bring you another incredible and amazing leader with you and I'm really excited about having him on this program today. His name is Ronald Abavaji. Oh shoot. Abavaji. How do you say it?
1: Abavaji, you were on point. Close enough. The first time. Girl,
0: on point. Okay, I was like, I forgot to ask him exactly if I was saying it right.
1: You was perfectly, perfectly.
0: Apogee, okay. That's it, that's it. All right, I'll start all over. All right, thanks for your patience. Okay. Welcome to the Amazing Leader Series. This is Karen Volo, your chief joy bringer and founder of Evolution Academy, where our purpose is bringing joy to the workplace. And I am so excited to bring another amazing, incredible leader to you today on this platform. His name is Ronald Abiji, and he is a South African entrepreneur who has founded a company called Healthy Living Consulting. He's got an interesting background in South Africa. He's a media personality, he's an inspirational speaker, um, and he's a health and engagement specialist and expert. And he's also a physiologist and even has his fifth degree black belt and is a world champion in karate. So he's done a lot on a personal level, business wise with Healthy Living Consulting. He basically is running a leading corporate wellness company that has operated for over 10 years. And they have this drive to inspire health and wellness in all South Africans. So the company really has a unique ability to deliver and build on shifting mindsets and action to inspire a healthier nation. Gotta love that, he's going for the whole country. Um, and basically through HC, uh, HLC, through Healthy Living Consulting, Ronald is looking to offer comprehensive means for individuals, teams, and organizations to achieve well-being. Ronald is currently launching a groundbreaking health tech that will assist well-being needs, provide expert information and content, and access healthcare providers training, mentoring, and e-learning. So under his leadership, um, Healthy Living Consulting has been the winner of the Future of HR Awards in 2019 and is also um, in the corporate wellness uh, champion category. And he's also a finalist as a strategy of the year and CEO of the year as well. So welcome Ronald, I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Karen, thank you so much. I oh, that intro always, you know, I, I get shy, I get so shy uh, with, with regards to that. But thank you so much for those kind words and for welcoming me to this amazing platform.
0: Well, it's great to be able to kind of spotlight um, you and, and a lot of people probably haven't heard of you. So I want to make sure that people you know, understand what an accomplished entrepreneur you are and, and some of the impact that you're having. So let's dive into this. And since probably a lot of people might not know who you are, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today.
1: Oh man, thank you so much for that opportunity. And you know, this boils down to A growth process because often when talking about one's own journey you know you stick to the to the brief highlights rather than the in-depth picture but in a nutshell um out of a passion and a joy for health for well-being for fitness always being a sports person um enjoying sports and the camaraderie around it the challenge around it dealing with the highs and the lows um i declined the opportunity to just to study uh medicine and become a doctor I had a scholarship and I said, no, um, I then still did my BSc in physiology and biochemistry and a couple of other things as well. And while studying, I, I saw a need to inspire people with health and well-being. And at that point, the internet just started and you started, you know, gaining the dot com boom was in what was intimate swing. And I said to myself, well, I don't have time to write content, even though I'm studying this stuff. I got my lecturers to write me content. And I gave them a platform to boost themselves. I then offered, at that point, it was the World Space Satellite Radio Platform, um, started in the US. And I said, let me start a radio show. And I said, guys, I'll give you my time. Give me any slot you have available. And they gave me a very dead slot on a Saturday morning. They were like, ah, no one's using this slot. You enjoy yourself. And then what I did was I had such vibrant interviewees and content on the radio that I pushed traffic to the website and I'd never forget that I started that business with the equivalent of, it was hundred Rand, but that's the equivalent of about what, $4, $5. That's how I started the business as I got the website started. And my first client was experimental and applied sciences, EAS, and they had the body for life program, you know, uh, 12 week change your body. And they gave me a check for approximately $800 or 10,000 Rand. And I was like, wow. But to that first meeting, Karen, I took cue cards. I didn't know what to do. In school, they taught us when you do a speech, you take cue cards. And that's what I did in the meeting. And I'd never forget that. And through that process, you know, I um, sold that first business at the age of 21, continued with another one called My Personal Trainer, because I wanted to take health solutions to the people. So from the technology and the media, I shifted into providing a service and eventually realized that selling one-to-one is a difficult exercise if you don't have marketing budget behind you or brand behind you. However, I said to myself, let me look at the impact of people living healthy and I associated it into a return on investment and a return on value for corporates. And my first corporate client was Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company. And since then it's been a roller coaster ride, making money, losing everything, being bankrupt being minus bankrupt, and rebuilding. And it's a consistent rebuilding exercise with lessons learned. So I call it the the, the journey of wisdom. Um, and that's where we end up today with Healthy Living Consulting. And within it, we sit with a technology division, a media division, a strategy division, a consulting division, and the people engagement division, and of course, health, fitness, and wellness.
0: That's amazing. You've done so much and uh, covered so many different um, angle. So I love how you're combining the tech and the health and, and the well-being and the engagement to really, because we, as employees, spend the majority of their time in their workplace or at work. And so, you know, the, if they're healthy and doing well, they're going to feel better in general and it has an impact. So I love that you're bringing that together. What what would you say has had the biggest impact in your life?
1: Wow. The biggest impact, and I, and I, I would look at different stages in my life. When I was young, I didn't think about millions. When I was young, I thought about inspiring people with health and wellness. Um, and when selling the first business, um, at that point, it was the battle of the ego, because I had to fight my ego. As a young man making a lot of money, your ego becomes your enemy. And, and later on in my life, my inspiration was, as it was and still is, uh, my daughter. Because I wanted to show the type of man that rises when they fall. The type of man that works hard, delivers, but also as the, the, that we find the definition of success. Success is not equated to your bank balance, success is equated to your well-being balance in my connection with my daughter, my family, my friends, my colleagues, and finding that balance to be at peace within and to be my authentic self. So those that's a journey that has inspired me even to where I am today. And I'm inspired consistently by that journey and the journey of the unknown but am I wise enough to know that I want to drive my car forward, but I'll always look in the rearview mirror so I never forget where I come from. So the journey is what drives me consistently, then and now.
0: That's so beautiful. And uh, you know, I think it's true. We do go through different phases in life. And as we go into a new decade, we start to look at life a little bit differently based on our experiences. So what kind of drives or motivate us can change yeah. a bit, but that's beautiful what you explained with your daughter. I mean, just really touches my heart. and. Um, you know, that's, that's what I find a lot with incredible leaders is that they, they're so in touch and down to earth and uh, they bring that to the workplace as well. So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's pretty amazing. What, what would you say, um, what would you attribute your accomplishments to as, as a leader and also, you know, for your company? I mean, if you had to put a, a word on it or a phrase, what would you describe as your secret sauce to your success?
1: The inexpressible desire of perseverance. That no matter what may come, no matter what tsunami, no matter what COVID, no matter what endemic, no matter what pandemic, no matter what hurdle, no matter what obstacle, no matter what success, no matter what joy or happiness, I will persevere. And the Japanese phrase of nana korobi oki is a samurai phrase when I grew up in martial arts. That means fall down seven times, you get up eight. Get knocked down 99, you get up 100. And that perseverance on the bigger picture and the goal that I've set is consistently what has been that secret source in driving the team, myself, and of course, pulling the business into a direction that it needs to go to.
0: I love that. That's so true, you know, because it's just that one extra time of getting up and it doesn't matter how much life knocks you down or whatever happens. If you just pick up and go, I, I can relate to that in a very deep level as well. So fabulous.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Awesome.
0: So you mentioned the pandemic. I was curious, um, you know, how has this global pandemic affected your business? Man, it's
1: caused havoc. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: like, serious. I mean, whoever says no, it's great. I mean, you know, maybe people like Zoom and those kind of guys, fantastic, you know. But in our business, it's caused havoc because, you know, we had to literally, we always planned to get a hybrid. Um, service. So, and, uh, as you hear to what I said in the beginning, we offer you in person and we offer you media and virtual and comms. So, we've always been in that hybrid space, uh, or rather, not hybrid, blended space rather. Let's use the word blended because it's all intertwined and interlinked into it. But when COVID hit, our corporate clients cut contracts. They started off cutting payments, they started cut, cutting off and terminating contracts, not because you're not delivering a service or that they will appreciate your service, but because they don't have money, they got impacted directly. So within that space, I told the team, let us regroup and let us refocus. This is the opportunity. And thank goodness I learned the lesson of not spending too much money, but rather saving in the business. So that kept us afloat and kept us going. We didn't cut our staff salaries or payments. We kept them engaged, even virtually gave them the resources that they need. And the, 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 The COVID period allowed us to innovate exponentially and fast track our plans to the point whereby we, as our media business with our health content, we have video content that is in bite-sized chunks, micro learning size chunks, but we have leading experts globally that provide the content. And we actually are the only company to be endorsed by our National Institute of Communicable Diseases. Now that is the NICD, and they are the authorizing body when it comes to diseases. So if you think of um, in America, they call the CDC and those kinds of things. That is who endorsed us for our content. They even used our content and they still do use our content. So that took us and I said to the team, we are focusing on brand and we are focusing on our credibility because at any touch point, our credibility will never be in question. And through that process, in the space of three months, partnered with our another tech company, launched a App that's going live in the next few weeks, data free, a subscription based business model. And we're currently talking to big medical groups who are really going to be spending you know, a few million in the next while with us, which is fantastic. So, COVID was interesting. <laughs> COVID, 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 COVID us. But in COVID, we became co fit. So, I never want to forget the lesson of COVID. Never. And I told the team, never forget the anxiety, the stress, the pressure that we're under, but we will always be fit to handle any COVID that comes along as a business. So that's been an amazing thing. But yeah, the stress was real, Cara.
0: Oh yeah, I I completely understand that. And you know, I mean, I think it impacted every person on the planet pretty much and, and and anyone with a business, you know, there, there've been these roller coaster rides. I mean, we also turned all of our training to the online and went through that transition period. And so many companies have, you know, gone through this digitalization journey yeah. so quickly because they were forced to, and now we're there and now we're, you know, you know, moving on to the next phase or whatever. But uh, it's interesting to see just because of the impact, because you are in the health and wellness kind of yeah. niche, how, how, you know, you kind of were able to bounce back from that pretty quickly, it seems like it, because it makes sense.
1: It does make sense, but remember again, people wanted the information, the content, and the service. And remember, it went from, what do we do with COVID? What does the law and the regulations say? Because every country, when COVID came out, when the WHO said, countries are, are gonna implement their own rules and regulations regarding lockdowns and so forth. Um, so because of our relationship with the NICD, we even have a letter of support from the Office of the Presidency because of what we did for the office of the presidency when it came to COVID education and awareness, because that's the highest office in our land. It's like the White House in America. You know, it's the same thing Um, uh, from a, a positioning perspective. And in that, many of our other clients wanted the information, they wanted the content, they wanted the consulting, they wanted the strategies, they wanted the help, but they couldn't afford it. And I took a clinical call to say that the need to keep people healthy because your first wealth is your health. That will allow us for people, to, that will allow us to become relevant in their hearts and their minds. And at some point will become relevant with their wallets. And that is now coming to fruition because our intention was so sincere and pure that we didn't target chasing money. We chased supporting, helping and guiding.
0: I love that it's it's service to others versus service to self basically and Mm -hmm. it comes down to you know amazing leaders, they are always about servicing Mm -hmm. others and how can they support servant leadership basically so it's great to hear that from you as well. Um, So we talked about the the pandemic, what about like culture and building trust, how important is that in your world and in your business huge.
1: I mean, and, and, and let me talk about it, you know, well, the first thing that we did was, you know, my partner in the business is, 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 is Vandaya. And what a phenomenal soul in person. Um, Radhi is literally has gone from being someone that I knew to becoming a sister and a sister in business and a sister in life. And she is the current president elect of the Employee Ass- Ass- Assistance Professional Association in South Africa. And that's a massive position because that is the, is, is, is the thought leader when it comes to employee well-being and wellness. And within the process, you know, she's a guru in organizational mm-hmm. engagement. And she said to me, Ronald, we are a wholearchy. We are not a hierarchy in our business. So at different points, there will be different leaders within the business that champion because it's horses for courses at that point. Okay, so hold on, hold money, on. You said a whole
0: not a hierarchy? Whole-archy.
1: whole wholearchy. I've never heard there's that no term. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it bottoms up and the person at the top says, boo, and you at the bottom say, ha, ah. <laughs> you know. Um, whereas in a whole it sits in a way that there's still, you know, the nucleus where you guide and you lead, and that's where it sits in. But the team feels as though they can lead when they have to. There's no permission asking. So when it comes to content and media, Michael and Jacinta lead that space. It's not my space to They go into the meetings, I know what's happening. So those kinds of things happen and everyone, we're building up the leadership qualities and mini leaders within the business each and every day. Because this business needs to function in the whole Aki context. And the whole Aki context means that it's a whole. We're all working together. There's no CEO office or C-suite office. if I might show you, I'm sitting here at the normal table where everyone else sits because that's how we build that connection in the space and time where connection is critical to drive unity, collaboration, and success within the team. So that's one culture that we did, culture exercise we did within our team. Um, I know that the Zappos, if you think of Zappos, Tony, Tony Shah, he speaks about the happiness and everything's about happiness in his space. Um, in our space, everything is about the team. So when we have our locker room discussion, they get rough. And when we get onto that field, the team plays as a team because our, 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 our goal is not to win a game. Our goal is not to score a goal. Our goal is to win the world championships in three years. And that's what we consistently do. Um, when we look at the culture of, of the population in South Africa, now we catering for South Africa and moving into Africa, it's, it's very difficult because it's so many diverse cultures. So you're dealing with the, 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 you know, uh, such a mixed population, it's beautiful, it's so diverse. You know, as I say, there's so much flavor around. But within that space, we needed to be very mindful of the cultural beliefs and the cultural practices. And within that space, what we said was that our credibility of what we do and how we engage with individuals has got to be agnostic with the benefit of health and wellness. So irrespective of your belief, irrespective of your culture, a heart attack is a heart attack. (laughs) Diabetes is diabetes. You might call it something different, but it's diabetes. The content, the advice, and the guidance, and the hand-holding is still consistent. And that's what we've done in this period to bridge it. The one thing that we do, though, is also we look at um, within our networks, the language, because there's 11 official languages in South Africa. Eleven. Wow
0: yeah
1: (laughs) official (laughs) um within that space we bring in a lot of the content that becomes almost agnostic from a way that anyone and everyone can understand it and that's what we've created
0: oh yeah that's lovely um Interesting. I didn't know there was 11 languages and it's so diverse. So that's beautiful and and that you're serving so well. And again, I hear, you know, you have this bigger purpose, this bigger mission. And, you know, I I kind of take it from a different angle where I come in with the neuroscience of trust and we're all human beings. And when we learn the neuroscience, it's like we're all connected. So a heart attack is a heart attack regardless, right? Absolutely.
1: But but when you speak about neuroscience, you know, the concept of neuroplasticity Mm. is so relevant and real because if we look at it a few years ago, people said, you know, uh, what a, a cheetah can't change their spots. A leopard can't change their spots. A tiger can't change their stripes. But the neuroscience has shown us something different, and it boils down to the mindset, the practice, the practice of the habit, the behavior around it, and continually building it up. I mean, um, I mean, uh, you know, the, the concept of micro habits is real, but it's also it's what we think, what we feel, you know, an understanding. That that neural component. So I, I totally I get you. I, you and I gotta have more chats about that. That's
0: really <laughs> yeah. We're going to. <laughs> That's for sure. So um, let's let's let me just ask you this because we have gone through a pretty challenging year with 2020, and uh, you know it's going to be a year. I think it's going to be uh in all of our hearts on some level. But uh, what would you say some of the biggest challenges that CEOs are facing today, and what would you recommend in terms of you know how to handle things?
1: Totally. The first thing I would say to CEOs is that you've got to manage yourself first because you're under stress. You're under pressure. You have your family to worry about. If you do have a blessed enough to have a family, but you have yourself to worry about, your well-being, your stress, and you've got your people and your teams and your organizations and your clients to worry about. So when you look at it, you need to look after yourself to be of service to others. It's no use you being ill in bed. You can't even get up because you just reached that point of burnout. Um, so you need to look after yourself first or find what works for you. If it's meditation, if it's exercise, if it's eating healthy, if it's allocating time in for your families, do that. I know with my daughter, when I get out of the office, so what I did was this. I live next to my office. I bought the property next to my home so that I don't have to walk very far to spend time with her because I really don't see her. So when I do get home and now she's 12 years old, 12 going on 21. You know that, that
0: attitude I'm talking about? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so when I do spend time, it's very, Niche times, bite-sized chunks. Because you no, know, it's on the iPad in a room. You know, her and her friends, fashion, all of that stuff. You know, the only time I really get calls when she needs something. But it's about finding those connection periods and times. And I actually went through a course on how to connect with your child one of the amazing child psychologists in the country, Carol Surya. It was a four-week course where different parents came in, and she taught us skills to engage with your kids. So, from disciplining and what you then do and how you give them choices and so forth, and that is what a beautiful connection. So, as a CEO, you've got to continually develop yourself in the realms where you're not really sure of. And that's one thing, yourself. The second thing is you need to make sure that your team is okay. No man, no woman is an island on their own. No, Neil Armstrong jumped onto that moon, apparently, but he was on the moon, but he didn't do it by himself. There was an army of people around him that made that happen so your team is your biggest asset not your product not your service it's your team you need to make sure that the degree of connection with your team changes from being a spreadsheet and dashboards to how are you how are you are you okay how's your child do you know those kinds of things and really bring in a safe space you know this with neuroscience if you create the safe space Mentally and emotionally, you find that people are are thriving in that space. So you need to create that. So look after your team, empower your team, guide your team, support your team. Your team is going through exactly what you're going through, maybe in different degrees, but you need to become a lot more mindful and become deliberately mindful with your team. And finally, is that I know you're watching budgets. I know that a CEO will be watching costs and there's big pressure on it. Make your challenges real to your team build the transparency. What I inculcated within the team was to say that every morning at 8 to 8.30 in the morning, anyone that's part of our team, even contractors, if they want to, can dial into a meeting and listen to what we're discussing so that you are aware of what is happening. So transparency is key because that drives trust, it drives loyalty, it drives output, and it drives so much. And those are just some of the things that I've, tried and it has worked. So um, I know within different organizations, you know, uh, different needs for different, uh, different flavors for different palettes, but um, yeah, um, maybe that some of that could help those out there.
0: Wow, so much gold in this. I absolutely love what you've shared. And it's so interesting because, um, you know, we do a lot of work with trust, but what I'm finding even now is like just this genuine caring underneath. Like you said, how are you to ask somebody and really mean it and really listen can make a world of difference.
1: Totally. I mean, we today, now, before this session today, um, I um, one of our colleagues' cousin passed away yesterday. And before this session, um, and another one of my, you know, our head of production, uh, post-production, Jesse. I mean, her, her aunt's not well. And within that space, just before this, literally 10 minutes before, I walked downstairs getting the lights, you know, you've got to set things up and everyone is fussing. And I had an extension cord in my hand. And I asked Roddy right downstairs let's just say a quick prayer now there's different face, you know you, even if you just sit and you be quiet for a minute and we said you know this mindful spiritual time for those two thoughts and it took us two minutes and that's what's important don't that's hear that's- that I care I want you to feel it that I care I want you to feel that we care so yeah, that's what we've brought in. That's important, and I love what you've said regarding the neuroscience and the work that you do. You're doing amazing work to drive that trust and loyalty within the organizations.
0: Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I think we both have this bigger purpose and mission of transforming people's lives and shifting mindset and, and empowering people basically to do, um, you know, to reach their full potential and uh, be the best version of themselves, regardless of who they are or where they are. Um, yeah. I often say, you know, we weren't born to be miserable. So it's like, what do you need to do to get yourself into a place of joy and happiness and, and all of that, so.
1: But that's true. That's why you're the chief joy bringer. <laughs> yeah. Because innately we are hardwired for criticism, for negativity, for just, you know, mulling. And that has also been the cultural trend that's been around for years. You know, how are you? Uh, I'm okay, but how are you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so much. But how are you? You know what? I'm good. For what I'm dealing with, I'm good. You know, I, I, I'm all right, I'm all right, you know? And I love your title, I love it. And, and this is something that I constantly, whenever I read, when I read it and, you know, when I spoke to my team, I said, you know, I'm speaking to the chief bringer. And they looked at me as though I was smoking the CBD well. And um, I, I was like, no, the chief joy bringer. they're like, what's that? I'm like, you'll see. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's great, well, thank you. Um, so last question here for you. I mean, is there any, I mean, you've shared so much and a wealth of, um, you know, gold nuggets in our conversation here, but is there any one piece of advice that you'd give to leaders or managers in terms of, you know, what what can they do to really make a difference?
1: I would say to them, don't give up, don't give up. Every cloud has a silver lining, but you need to believe that yours is platinum. And you need to own that space, no matter how dark it may be. I, and you know, and you and I having this amazing connection, I mean, we just felt this connection as we met, you know, in a, in a mass group session, you know, externally to this. And I need to share with you that I live with depression um, and I have ADHD. So my clouds, when they get dark, get dark. There was a stage in 2011, 2012, 2012 where I lost everything. This is one of my bankrupt phases. And that was the year where I tried to commit suicide three times. That's how dark my cloud was. And through that, I needed to dig deep and find the strength within and the grit, not not resilience, the grit, the tenacity, the ferociousness of finding me to realize that my cloud has a silver lining and then I realized it's gold and I realized, no, it's platinum because that's what I feel, that's what I see. So don't give up hope leaders, don't give up hope. When times are tough, when darkness reigns, when your board members are coming down and you're like a ton of bricks, when the balance sheet doesn't look good, when the order book is not there, when the expenses are creeping up, when you just feel like giving up, realize that your cloud has a platinum lining. Don't give up hope.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing. I had no idea and, and really I think it's through the darkest times that we actually grow and learn the most and it often will put us on our life's path. So I am just so grateful to have you here and to be able to have this conversation and uh, for everything that you've really shared. So, wow, thank you so much, Ronald. Any, any last words you wanna say in terms of, you know how can people reach out and if they're interested in finding out more about you or anything like that?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone, you know, uh, we're launching a new brand and new business now called My Health 360. So by all means, you know, on My Health 360, there's, like you said, you know, there's courses and we can be, and look out because Karen's going to come do some stuff for us. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Okay. But um, yeah, so that's happening. Um. We, we we have content we have access to providers it's digital bookings all of it is on there so it's myhealth360.co.za um you know log on check it out i'm on there and uh, get hold of me my team will be more than willing to chat with you even if we are having a virtual coffee it'll be great just to connect so myhealth360.co.za check it out we'll be there soon
0: lovely thank you so much for your time ronald i'm so glad we met and i'm so excited about you know, what you're doing and the impact you're going to have in the world. So hope this helps to uh, spread what you guys are doing and brings an awareness to a lot of other people as well. So thank you again so much.
1: Thank you. I feel blessed for the opportunity. I feel blessed for connecting with you again and I can't wait to do more. and I need to, and I need to you know, part by just saying to everyone that your title is the reality by which you live. because you do bring joy even through the screen. To, to myself, to my team, to everyone else. You continue doing the magical work that you are doing because we celebrate you, we honor you and uh, we treasure you. So well done to you and thank you for the opportunity.
0: Great, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. You're absolutely amazing, thank you. It's a All pleasure, right.
1: it's a pleasure. Thank you for the chance and the time and the opportunity and you know, now it's time to get you onto our platform. So get ready girls.